What is up, everybody? Happy Friday to you. Welcome to the Into the Fryer Ramblings from the Kitchen podcast by Matt Hewitt. I am he. I am Matt Hewitt. And I want to thank all of you guys for listening, tuning in, seeing what I have to rant and ramble about. Um, this weekend is Father's Day, so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about some traditions that people have and what uh, families do, what I kind of remember growing up as a kid, and we're going to talk about uh, my dad, of course, one of my idols in life, and we're going to talk about uh, you know some of the other guys that helped, some of the other men and fathers that helped to... Uh, raise me and help mold and shape my life. And uh, then we'll probably talk about uh, what it's like for me being a dad now. I have I have two beautiful children. I have a five-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter. And oh man, they just, uh, they just fill me up. They just fill me up with uh, joy and, and love and life. I'm going to be honest, there are times when they make me want to run away. I want to say they make me want to pull my hair out, but I'm I'm almost completely bald, so I don't have any hair to really pull out, but I mean, I wouldn't trade I wouldn't trade the life that I have with them for for anything. Okay. So, what do you guys do on Father's Day? I remember doing a myriad of things on Father's Day. Sometimes I would get together with my dad, um, me and him and my sister and brother, we would get together and, you know, go out to breakfast. We'd, a lot of times, you know, it just, it just depended on, on what was going on in everyone's lives. Um, but for some reason, like grilling, having a backyard barbecue and, uh, and watching the U S open of golf, you know, like those those are some of the things that I remember um as a young man and young young adult um and then even even into adulthood. Uh sometimes, you know, I had I had the luxury of having uh my dad who's man, he's a tremendous tremendous man and I have so much respect and admiration for him. He just uh embodies what what I would want to be when I when I reach you know when I reach his age, um, not to say that he's without fault. All of us have that, and all of us have you know learned and grown from that. But my dad, man, I I just I just freaking I just idolize that guy. I mean, uh, right before I got married a number of years ago, he and I he and I did a triathlon together, and he and he literally kicked my ass. I think it'd be like 12 minutes. Um, and I always use the excuse of the fact that we had identical bikes and my bike got stolen the morning of the triathlon. But to be honest with you, my dad probably still would have kicked my ass. I mean, the guy's like a beast, you know. And uh, he just, everything that he's, he does and the way that he is, you know, he just does with such great care and great love. And it, and it really gives me something to aspire to and, um, I can, you know, and, and I don't, I'll, I will tell you 100%. I don't think that everybody is proud of their parents or could be 
you know, proud to say, hey, that guy's my dad, or hey, that lady's my mom. But since we're talking about Father's Day, we're gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna say, like, I literally feel like there are people that are like, holy shit, I can't believe that guy's my dad. You know, um, I am, I am 100% grateful that I don't have to uh, say that and, and look at my my dad that way. That being said, I had the luxury of having two guys that I I called dad, and and my my dad never minded. He was he was as equally as grateful for my stepdad Jim um, that he was able to give me something that my dad couldn't. Um, my stepdad has has he passed away a couple of years ago, and um, it's hard because he is probably one of the most, probably, he and my mom, I mean, really had, if it wasn't for them, I don't know if I would still be alive, because they they helped me get sober, um, and maybe I'm overstepping the bounds. Anyway, you guys, I, I mean, a lot of you have known my story. The, guy, the people that are listening to this, most of you are my friends, so I don't really give a shit what you know and what you don't know. Most of you know my story. So my parents, my mom and my my dad, Jim, were they were kind enough to let me live in their house while I was drinking, partying. Um, I happened to tear my Achilles tendon, so I couldn't work for a number of months, and they didn't ever ask me for a freaking dime when I was collecting unemployment and or disability and like going out and spending it on you know partying and whatever. But when it was time for me to get sober, when I knew I needed help, I reached out to them, and they they said, "Yeah, of course we will help you." And thank you. We're so glad that you finally realized like you know what we've seen for a long time is that that you know you probably need some help. And the one thing that I like. I was grateful that I had my mom there to be able to go and ask for help, but there's something about talking to another man that's been sober for some time, even though he I, I considered him a father figure and a dad to me, he was so compassionate and, and so um, caring and loving to me through the, through the whole process. And I got to share a number of years with him uh, before he passed away, and and I just I I think um, <laughs> I thank the universe that he was in my life because there were times when I really just needed to talk to him, and he was there for me, and he always had just the greatest insights for me, and I'm so appreciative of that. I've had two, I mean, my dad, you know. Man, my dad's like, they freaking knocked the ball out of the freaking ballpark. And um, my dad to this day, just he and I have a better relationship than we've ever had. And uh, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. So back to grilling and talking about a little bit of food and freaking Father's Day traditions. Uh, for a lot of years, I mean, oh, man, just backyard barbecues you know getting a getting some tri-tip or getting some freaking nice burgers or some ribeyes or 
you know, doing carne asada and making homemade guac and, you know, and then like, you know, then I would go back to my house where I was living and we'd, we'd, you know, crank up the grill there and have friends over and stuff like that or, you know, just, there's so many cool, it's like the kickoff of summer, you always have the, the U.S. Open or, uh, you know, the golf tournament, one of the major tournaments of the year, and I grew up, uh, I started playing golf when I was like 12 or something. I, I never claimed to be good at golf, and I probably, I haven't picked up a club in quite some time, but I follow, you know, you follow it, and, and people in your life play golf and hang out with friends and something to talk about, water cooler talk, I guess we'd call it, but, um, you know, just one of those things of like for my family it wasn't always about going out and having like a you know a meal at a restaurant it was more about hanging out with some some close family and friends and uh you know back in the day we used to tie one on and have a good time and then some you know then we had a good time not tying one on but just i mean like to me like it, it there's something about father's day that just signifies like the end of a school year and like a little bit of letting your hair down and a sigh of the days are longer and and it's just you're you're outdoors a little more and it's just kind of a kind of a a a good feeling so i don't know you guys might want to share with me on on some of the traditions that you have for for father's day i'd love to hear from you i'd love to hear from you guys and share what you you know, share with me what you guys used to do or what you guys still do with your families. In any case, so I talked about my dad and my other dad. Um, and, but that was just the tip of the iceberg of the, of the guys that, that, um, helped to mold and shape the guy that I, that I am today. And, and you know, what's funny is that I grew up in a time like we, when I was growing up, I didn't get a lot of supervision from my mom and my, my first stepfather. Uh, my dad was always, you know, like I, my dad and mom, uh, separated and got divorced when I was young. And so like I, I, as my mom liked to say, like I ran amok in Belmont Shore, California in the, um, eighties, you know, mid or early to eighties to like, you know, early nineties. And then, and then for many years after that, as, as a quote unquote adult, when I reached the age of 18, but like I, I grew up, I, I moved to, I think I came to Long Beach, like right before, like this, like the, after third grade, um, but I, I remember going to the beach with my mom as a kid, we would drive down to Long Beach. So I spent a lot of time there, but I mean, I had, I had friends who were born and raised in Belmont Shore and I had friends that were born and raised in Naples, California. And, you know, we, we, but, but there was a group of us that all hung out and we had, uh, you know, a couple of guys, a, a couple of men that like, they took, you know, like, like my friend's dads like took. And not just the dads, but we're talking about dads, but like my, uh, you know, one of my best friends, Dave Lewandowski, I mean, his dad and mom, like, they were like my surrogate parents for a long time. They, I mean, like they were 
freaking you know like like Hawk and Sherlane they they uh, when when I post on Facebook and I'll get a reply from you know when Hawk chimes in he'll be like thanks other son or hey you know he like he literally calls me his other son and like I have so much respect he taught me how to freaking you know dress as a professional man he taught you know like they took me on family trips with them and and they were always so good and caring to me and like taught me some some real core values of how I am today of you know just man just they were they knew how to share love with me at a time when they probably realized that I wasn't getting a lot of that on a daily basis and it was freaking awesome man but I had, you know, we had, we had, uh, you know, Roger and Liz Rayburn, who, you know, Roger, you know, he he was like a, he he, you know, from the south, you know, our family's from the south, and he spent, I believe, you know, he's he's spent most of his life in, in uh, in Southern California. But you talk to him, and he, you know, he sounds like he just he's he's a good old boy from from like North Carolina or something like that, where like you he's got this accent about him and this draw and this like delivery on and he would always come with a quick like little you know witty quip and like whip you in the ass and like get light a fire underneath you and you know just and then and it was a it was a it was a great freaking time to to be alive and growing up in in the Belmont Shore area because we had a, you know, and I, I'm still thankful. Most of these dudes I'm still friends with today. Like, and, uh, you know, there's, there's Jack and Barbara Irvin and, 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 you know, uh, and a friend of mine, one of my, one of my dearest friends growing up, his, his father just passed away last week and they're having a memorial service for him on the 16th of, of June. You know, it's just, but, but Joe, and that guy, you know, Joe DiMario, he, he was, oh man, he, he was, he was there. He was like the dad that, you know, he was always at the baseball games. He was always cheering you on. And just, we, we always had like with all of my friends and, and freaking, and, uh, and freaking Denny Leahy, you know, he, he, he would, he was, Denny was like the hard ass dad, like the guy that, that you called and asked for his, you know, asked for Joe and, and Denny would like, is Joe home? No. And then he'd hang up before you could even like say, can I leave a message? And uh, it wasn't until I was older that I got like a, a full dose of like understanding of what, what Denny kind of was about and what he was going through. And, and then, uh, had some, had a chance to kind of bond and, and, uh, get to know him a little bit as an adult and uh have a tremendous uh, just uh, you know a tremendous amount of respect for for those for those dads like they were busy raising their own families and and I just remember so much kindness being you know given out to me from them I, don't, I you know and and it just it just amazes me like I'm about to start crying right now talking about it I I'm getting like like so worked up and then there were there's you know a guy that wasn't my my dad that was or wasn't one of my friend's dads he was just a teacher that I had uh Bob Seymour you know oh man I can't even and I uh, man you know Chris Yeager's dad you know Don um yeah he was always quiet and 
soft spoken but but again like that same thing of like just opening up their home and and being so kind and generous to to me and all all of our friends like it wasn't just me i wasn't i wasn't special or exclusively like getting getting any you know special treatment from my from my friends parents but they they treated us all like that and we were all like one big family and so you know when they told you to do something like you respected it you 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 held the same res- i held the same respect for those men and and women that were my my friends parents as i did my own and oftentimes more because they weren't my parents and i didn't dare want to talk back to them but in any case uh i i got, i went i was like oh i'm forgetting someone um, and I'm still probably forgetting someone, you know, but uh, shit, man. So Bob Seymour, he was, he was like my high school, he was my seventh grade PE teacher. And then he was my, my basketball coach, my, uh, my eighth and ninth grade years, which for me was the, was junior high still. And then we had this graduating class that was the last ninth grade class in Long Beach to then that they switched junior highs to sixth, seventh, eighth, and then they made all the high schools into four years. And so when when we when our class we had a pretty special group of kids that played basketball for him. We went to high school. He he uh, he became an assistant coach to to a guy that he actually coached, so he could hang out and and. Um, and watch us and help us. But I remember the very first game that I played with him, and I learned one of my most valuable life's lessons. I scored 23 points in the game in my eighth grade year. We played. We were playing against Washington Junior High, and I, I only this is burned in my memory because of what happened. So I went up to the 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 scorekeeper who was a friend of mine. His name was Patrick Booker. He was keeping score, and I was like, I knew I'd had a good game. But I didn't, you know, I wasn't, I just went up and I, you know, I'm an eighth grade kid. Like, I want to know how I did. And I walked up and I was like, hey, Pat, how did I do? And he told me he had 23 points. And right as I, I he got the word 20, 23 points out of his mouth, I felt this big, gigantic hand, like, I don't want to say crushing my, my back of my left arm, but it was a pretty dang tight grip. Mr. Seymour is a big man. He was like six four, um, you know, just a, a pretty big, burly dude for an older man. And uh, you know, like he looked at me, turned me around, and he's like, "Son, it doesn't matter how many points you score, as long as the team wins. And remember, there's no I in team. No freaking I in team." And that was like what he preached and something that stuck with me my entire life since eighth grade. No freaking I in team. Um, and that's kind of like how I went around, how I built, you know, like my team, you know, my teams in kitchens. I tried to give everyone else the credit when they deserved it instead of hogging the limelight for myself. And, you know, yeah, oh, man. I just I get so overwhelmed when I look back on life at where I started, where I went and then where I where I am now and like how the 
fact that I have the ability to talk to you guys and, and reflect on those things, um, you know, it just makes me, it makes me get overwhelmed a little bit at times to, to see like how much love has, and, and, uh, how much love has been given to me throughout my life. You know, no one says you have to do those kinds of things. No one tells your friend's parents to, to open up their homes and their doors and, you know, their refrigerators and their cars and they, you know, uh, they don't tell you that they, you, you don't, no one tells you, your, your friend's parents that they have to include you in the, you know, the family holidays or the vacations or whatever. And they just do it because they love their own son or daughter or whatever. And then, and then as a result of that, you're an extension of the family. Like it, it's, it's freaking amazing. So with all of that being said, I personally want to thank my dad, Lou, my, you know, my, my other dad, Jim, um, you know, may he rest in peace and, uh, all the other men that helped to raise me as a young knuckleheaded kid running amok in the streets of Belmont Shore <laughs> growing up. Um, thank you for all the lessons and thank you for all the love. And now I get to I get I, I get to hit the tip of the iceberg as I'm starting to understand what it means to like be a dad and be a father and and the 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 uh the joys and the uh the little treasures that I get to enjoy as a dad like i'm j- it's just now happening you know where like my like my i mean it's been it's like when you're a lot of you have kids and like when they're one two three years old like they start to talk a lot when they're two you know and then when they're three like it's more so but they're not like they're d- not necessarily doing crafts and projects and stuff like that but you know they start to and then and then like when they hit four they're they're a little more developed and so like like the things start to take on a little bit of a different meaning and man i had a oh god i'm gonna start crying i'm just so feel so lucky you know my uh my son he told me the other day that he thought i was cool Holy shit. Like some, you know, like, oh, God. I'm trying to hold it back for a second here. You have to forgive me. Um, I never thought I was fucking cool. Ever. Like, I hung out with a lot of cool motherfuckers. And a lot of people that are my friends that are, that are cool-ass people. And... Oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. But I had, um, I always felt like I was the dorky friend. Like, I, I didn't fit in. and Like, I was in my friends, 
and it's just well, you know, I, I just went through a whole rant about all the love that was given to me even with all that like I still felt like I was an outsider like I, I was the like I was the poor kid in in the in the privileged like I was the underprivileged kid that was I still was privileged but compared to my friends I was the underprivileged kid if that makes sense or like not underprivileged but like like my my family wasn't wasn't like wealthy or had like a, a lot of resources and but we lived a fucking but like we my friends never made me feel like that I just felt that way but I always felt like I was kind of a dork and I still like I don't know if it's self-deprecating thoughts or whatever but like I embrace my dorkiness you know, and not just me, like, I tell stupid dad jokes, and I, you know, like, like, I dance in public after the, you know, like, I'm 40, you know, I'll dance in public, and, like, make a fool of myself, and, you know, like, I'll go and do the slip and slide with my kids, and, um, dance around in the house, you know, with them, and, and act foolish, uh, but, my son told me that I he thought I was cool the other day, and it freaking I was like, "Wow, man, thanks, buddy. I I think you're pretty dang cool too, you know." And, and it was just but the way he looked at me when he said it, and the way the way that he uh, the smile on his face, and you know when you talk when you're smiling, like it just sounds different, and and I could see like the his eyes, and you know we just kind of had that we have that connection, you know, like, that made me feel ultra special. And then, uh, yesterday I picked him up from school and he had a little bag and he's like, dad, I, I got your father's day gift. I want you to open it. And I was like, well, why don't we open it when we get, you know, like on, on Sunday when it's father's day, he's like, no, I really want you to open it right now. And so there was this little, little, uh, he he drew a little picture of us and I was like I was like, Are we just hanging out? And he's like, Yeah man, we're just sitting on the couch watching a show, you know. And uh and then it was really funny. you know, he's practicing his letters and writing and all that kind of stuff and so there's a thing that said I I love you, Dad and then like his teacher wrote a quote that he said that he loves me because I'm gonna get him new video games. And uh which is weird because I don't he we don't own any video games really, um, but then he inside the bag there was this little wooden car that he had painted and he like like it, I took it and he's like dad dad I I I think he's I I painted Hulk colors on it for you daddy and it's like God I can't even express I mean now you can probably hear it in my voice I'm like all oh, noses running I got tears going down my freaking cheeks, total mess, but not a mess because I'm upset or anything, it's like a mess because I'm so filled with joy of like how I, how my son views me, and my daughter, although she can't express it as much, I mean now she starts to say, you know, like my daughter is freaking phenomenal. But she'll like be, I love you, daddy. And like when I come home now, she's like, daddy, daddy. 
Sometimes. Most of the time. A lot of the times she, when I see her, she's just waking up from a nap and she's kind of, kind of uh, cranky, but, um, but she tells me that she loves me and gives me kisses and hugs and all that kind of stuff. And so, I mean, now, like, I, I can only imagine, well, I mean, I, I'm not my dad or any, any other, you know, anyone else but me, but like I can, I can imagine and know like now what it kind of feels like, um, and to know like this is probably how my dad felt, and um, to be able to hopefully share in that feeling for for as long as I can. And I know that the relationship will change and grow and uh, as he gets older and which is which is fantastic but i'm I'm treasuring the moment right now and oh gosh that i yeah, I'm treasuring the moment right now, and that's where I'm gonna stay so with that i'm I think I'm gonna sign off. I've been ranting for and rambling for a little while here, but to all the dads out there, happy Father's Day to all of you, all of my friends that are dads, my dad, um, and Jim, wherever you are, and uh, Joe DeMario, wherever you are. You guys are loved and missed, and um, I, I just want to wish everyone a happy weekend, a happy Father's Day, and say thanks for listening. We're being brought to you on Anchor FM, the Anchor app. Uh, you can hear our podcast into the fryer, ramblings from the kitchen, anywhere pretty much where you can find podcasts. I always say Apple, Apple Podcasts, you can find us. But uh, go out there and have a good weekend. Enjoy each other's company and enjoy time with your dad. I love you all, man. Take care.